0: Hello and welcome to Activate Your Intuition. I'm your host, Gabrielle, a spirit channel, psychic medium, and I'm here to help you activate your intuition. And this is more than just a podcast. We're a community. We have an online portal that I invite you to come and join so we can activate your intuition, on this podcast but also online so just head to my website GabrielleBentley.com and join our community and on this podcast you're going to find Channel Teachings that have been gifted to me by the Palladians, and we'll chat on how to truly live a five-dimensional grounded life. Hey guys, and welcome to today's podcast. My name's Gabrielle, and I'm your host, and today I'm here to talk to you about reality and the messy parts of reality and the parts of reality that so many of us who have an online presence like to hide and shift and fall let fall away so it's going to be big so today i kind of want to dive right in and really chat about what's on my heart And if you guys are on my Instagram page, you know that I did a mushroom retreat last week for myself and I learned so much and I really want to share the medicine with you and what I learned and how it came into my life and why it came into my life and all the beautiful things and the divine messages. So. I'm so hesitant to talk today it's a very interesting thing to witness but on Monday my world fell apart in the most needed way and every single future plan I had got cancelled from where do I live who do I live with who do I speak to every day How do I move through my time? Who do I call when I'm in distress? Like every aspect of my life that felt really secure lost its anchor. And I don't really want to go into the whole story. I need to keep some things private to myself.
1: But it was just a. Beautiful death.
0: It was, I'd been getting for weeks every morning. If you guys don't know, I actually spent time with myself. I pulled tarot cards and oracle cards and I really connected in with the energy that's coming through. And for weeks I'd been pulling the death card and I'd been pulling all the sword cards. So it shouldn't have been a surprise, but it was. And even as a full-time psychic, like, so many people are like, you're so lucky, you know what's coming all the time, like, you've got your shit together, like, you can see it all, right? But in reality, we actually can't see everything, because if we saw everything that was coming, we would miss the point of life, because we would be got right? So even a psychic who is true in their abilities will not see everything that's coming. They will still have deep obstacles to overcome. Otherwise, they may as well just be here to be a guide for everyone else because they don't need to guide themselves, right? So that doesn't mean we don't get Pointers like a lot of things that happened in my life. I'm like, I should have seen that coming. It's what the card said. It's what my intuition was saying. It was why I was holding back so much. Was why I didn't feel safe to move forward. Right. So psychics still have those moments. It might not be what you want to hear, because a lot of people want to become psychics, so they don't have to ever feel inadequate again. Or feel like there's another roadblock coming. Or feel like there's another problem coming, right? But being psychic doesn't take that away. It just gives you a deep divine connection that lets you hold yourself when it all crumbles down. So after Monday, after I felt like everything in my life was like no longer stable, I knew I was gonna struggle to hold myself. Honestly, like there is a big, huge part of me that has so freaking much emotional intelligence and I had the capacity to hold a lot. But there are some things in life that I feel like I can't hold by myself. And I allowed that to be true. And that's okay. And like, that's such an ego hit. Like, I know some people listening to this will be like shocked that I believe that about myself. But I'm not perfect. I'm only human. And I was a mess. And I'm still a little bit messy. Right? And I decided that in this space, I needed to be helped. Not by another human. Though they are helpful. <laughs> but I needed to hold myself. And I decided to give myself the day to actually spend from like 10am till 7pm with myself limit all distractions and just be in the presence of my own discomfort because the one thing i have learned on this journey the one thing that i have understood and i'm in the midst of writing a post about it but healing is only present when we're okay to sit in the discomfort there's actually nothing to heal other than to be okay with the discomfort we feel And I knew I had to hold myself in that discomfort and I couldn't do it alone. So I decided to hold myself a psychedelic, sacred experience. And this is something that I've journeyed with many times, not something I'm recommending for you, but something I feel like I should talk about. And this week it's like come into perspective multiple, multiple times in my life. And last week as well, where. I just couldn't see. I just felt like I was so blinded in my pain, in my discomfort. There was no way to make it feel better. And that doesn't mean that I'm reaching for a drug to go and be like, how do I numb this? Mushrooms actually do the opposite. If you didn't know, it's not a dissociative drug. It's generally a pretty hard trip. And most people actually say, do not do it in your discomfort. They would say, do it in a good place so you can see what you get to shift,
1: right? Most people will generally know they're going to have a bad
0: trip if you're going in in a really horribly emotional state. And I had a really bad trip. Like, it was horrid. It was the most discomfort I'd ever felt in my life. I think I cried personally for like five or six hours and I'm not here to sell a mushroom trip like I'm actually here to talk about the reality and in this trip after I just had the emotional day I had where I was like I don't know what to do with my life anymore I don't know who to call I don't know how to work through this I actually landed in the mushroom trip and I was like I landed in my body and I was like standing there viewing myself. I was viewing the situation that just happened to me, the people who just left my life. And I was like witnessing why our souls had to leave each other. I was witnessing the divine dichotomy of why everything is happening. And I fully understand it probably in the first 10 minutes of my trip. And I was like, oh, Like, I'm not even really tripping yet. (laughs) And I knew there was a lot further to go. So the reason I decided to go into the trip was to understand. And I received that really quickly. This doesn't always happen. But then I actually started to live my life. This is all my trip was, was that I lived the next year of my life. Like, I lived the next year of my life doing the same things each and every single day. And I witnessed how I made myself miserable each and every day. And there was a point in my trip where I like stood up in my house and I started walking from like room to room to room to room. And I was like, I feel claustrophobic. I feel like something needs to give. Like I'm unhappy with myself. I'm not. Doing enough self care or self practice, I'm not nourishing my body. I'm like, not that I'm not doing these things, but to the level that I discern real self love to be, was evidently shown to me. And the reason why, and I said this the other day to someone, I was like, the reason why I have these types of practices in my life, and yes, they're not normal, and yes, they aren't considered normal practice. But if we believe that we only came here to learn, to have perspective. If I only came here to have perspective, right? And I can only live the perspective through my own two eyes. But there was a substance that allowed me to see perception inside of myself with my eyes closed. In a whole new different way then I get to learn a whole new perspective and that's what I did. It was the most painful experience because I had to hold that deep grief and I'm sure I cried for hours. It's now Friday and I am still bone deep exhausted from my trip on Monday but that doesn't mean I'm not going to get up and live my life it actually gave me the opposite effect. It was like, this is why we live. We don't live to live inside of a square. We don't live to do the same things every day. We don't live to build a business to be stuck in the same place. We don't build a friendship group to speak to them every day because we're constantly expanding that. We don't get into a yoga practice to fall blindly into that practice each and every day. We go and turn up to the best of our abilities and we notice when we wobble. And this new perspective that I gained from my trip of witnessing what my life will be like if I just keep living the way I'm living without questioning things deeper. And I question things. Don't get me wrong. Like I question things. I love shadow work. It is The inner compass of who I am, it is my emotional intelligence and self-awareness. But our ego will always hide from us what we should do next in fear. And I had a lot of fear in my life. I had a lot of things to lose. So that's why the universe took them. So I could realize that even without those things, I'm going to be perfectly okay even without the safety net I thought I had, I'm going to be perfectly
1: okay. And often we forget that we are our own creators,
0: right? That we forget that we boxed ourselves in cages, that the reason we don't move or do things that we desire isn't because we are just scared. It's because our ego implanted the fear in us so we don't move. Because if we move, if we shift in this life into spiritual enlightenment, like, we actually grow and succeed. And the job of the ego is to keep us stuck and safe. Right? Like, it's that simple. And I know that the pain I went through on Monday was hard. And I know that the discomfort I sat there to sit with Mama Gaia in her beautiful medicine was hard. But do you know what I thought would be harder? Eating those feelings for the next six months and pushing through in a survival mechanism than just sitting and being with my freaking feelings. Like, I did the most... I do a lot of these readings. Like, I do a lot of Akashic readings, guys. Like, a lot. To the point where I've minimized them to, like, a couple of sessions a week. And I'm, like, already booked out for this month. Right? And I do these sessions. And all I see, and it makes me so sad, are people who cover their pain with humor are people who are too scared to admit they're unhappy because they don't believe they can hold themselves in their next evolution. I witness people constantly who are just too scared to sit down. And I am constantly, and it's okay, I'm happy to hold the projection. I am happy to be told on a daily basis, I am lucky that I can meditate. I am not lucky that I can meditate just like a marathon runner isn't lucky that they can run. And I'm not lucky that I decided that I was going to stop being an anxious person, that I was going to stop being depressed, that I was going to stop having anxiety attacks. That wasn't a blessing. That wasn't a gift. It was hard work. And there is so much time in our life that we go, the grass is greener over here. That person is so lucky. Is it luck or is it commitment? And I don't like the word work because we have an aversion to it. Because either way, no matter what, if you didn't have an actual job, and you just like lived for yourself, eventually you'll get sick of your own shit and you got to start working on yourself. So work is actually inevitable.
1: But it's our aversion to the word that makes it hard. So back to holding the projection
0: about meditation. When, I'm, when people come to me really stressed and I'm like, magic, like let's learn to meditate. They go, I can't do that. I know you can't. That's why I said, let's start. Like, I see you. And they go, you're so lucky you can do it. And I go, is it? Is it really? Because I remember when I first sat down, my first ever day I sat down to meditate. I think I sat there for 55 seconds and I was like, I have so much to do. This is a waste of my life. And I started to write a to-do list. Like I grabbed my pen and paper and I was like, I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to go to the gym. I need to do And you know what I did? I got off my ass and I started doing those things. Do you want to know why? Because my ego said that sitting here is part of my spiritual enlightenment practice. And I still can't say that word four years in having this business, having this podcast. My ego said, that's growth. So if your ego's like, I'm gonna like produce a pattern that sitting
1: still is bad, right? It's blocking you from growing. Spiritually, physically, mentally, right?
0: I will remember now, like this morning I sat down to meditate. I only do 15 minutes at a time. It's not very long. Might be to you. And this morning I sat down and my mind wouldn't be quiet and I wasn't like, I can't meditate. I didn't like freak out and be like, we're five minutes in and I haven't had a peaceful second. I was like, cool, we've got 10 more minutes. I'm going to get comfy. And every thought that pops into my mind, I will tell it no. So this morning it was like, you need to do your podcast and you said you were going to talk about your psychedelic trip and you need to do this and this and pay this invoice and do this and do like running a business that I barely able to, I haven't been as present this week. So I have a lot of things to do, right? And I was like, cool. Thank you. I see you. Goodbye. Cool. Thank you. I see you. Goodbye. Cool. Thank
1: you. I see you. Goodbye. Cool. Thank you. I see you. Goodbye. Until nothing came. Till so there was nothing left to think about, and
0: for a few moments there was nothing, and then something else came, and that is the art of manifest. That is the art of meditation. It is also the art of manifestation. When we stop thinking about the lack or the things to do, they go hand in hand. But you can't just blankly say I can't do something without ever giving yourself the time to learn. It would like being like saying. To I'm not a good sport analogy person, but saying to someone who is like an Iron Man, like you just need to be able to run that Iron Man today. You cannot meditate without the art of practice, without the art of building resilience, without the art of allowing yourself to fail. And that is the best gig the ego has. If I make her scared enough, she's going to fail. Then you don't have to do anything towards your own enlighten- enlightenment. You guys know what I mean. Like You don't ever have to spiritually succeed. And I can tell you if like 10 years ago, I was like, oh no, I can't meditate that day that I wrote out that to-do list. And I just gave up permanently. I wouldn't be here.
1: A huge part of my own practice is sitting in silence. And without the
0: practice of meditation in my life, I actually couldn't sit with psychedelics by myself. Like I wouldn't actually be able to. I would have been so petrified To not just witness what I experienced on Monday when I felt like everything was falling apart, but I actually witnessed every point in my life
1: where I felt like everything was falling apart. And sometimes we overcomplicate healing. Because healing is admitting that we're okay with what is.
0: But most of us bypass this into going, I need to manifest this and this and I have this lack and I have that and this happened to me and I'm the victim and they're they're the evil and I didn't play a role in it. But everyone plays a role. We're in victims. We're victims in each part of our story. We're heroes in others.
1: And for some, we're the villain. And we have to be okay with that. Right? But so many of us constantly live our life not being able
0: to hold our emotional capacity. Getting angry. (laughs) Our emotional capacity isn't I'm good, I'm bad, I'm sad, I'm mad. Our emotional capacity is over 380 feelings. And we use eight on a daily basis. Or I'm stressed. The more you can't admit what you are or the more that you have to admit that you aren't okay to just be present with yourself. That's freaking beautiful because it just shows you that your work is here. The work isn't going to go chase more money because it's not going to fulfill you. The work isn't going to lose 100 kilos because it's not going to make you feel better. The work is here. We only have bad patterns. We only have continuous self-sabotaging cycles. I can find my words in my passion when we can't
1: accept our own emotions because they're covering something. They've become a pattern. And... Yes,
0: I believe personally there is a place of healing in psychedelics. I've done a lot of different trips. I've been to a lot of different people. I've seen a lot of different things. And this morning I was sending some research papers to a client who actually asked me about them. She was like, Oh, I actually don't perceive that. And I was like, I'm fine to hold duality. Do you mind if I send you some scientific facts? And she was like, there won't be facts on psychedelics. And I was like, of course there is. Let mean, like, go to Stanford. Like, the link, and if you guys have hung out with me for a little while, you know that I had PTSD. And the amount of work that I have done on healing that, on stopping having flashbacks, on stopping myself from feeling out of control has been huge. But do you know what I wish? That five years ago, someone told me that there was a deep link between psychedelics and PTSD. And there is hundreds of studies you can go read now if you want to. I know it's really hard to believe because we've been told the opposite. That psychedelics make you trip into something that you never get out of and it makes you crazy. But it doesn't always mean what we're told is the truth. The other week, actually it would have been last month, at my yoga teacher training, we were talking to a physio and she's like an amazing physio she's incredible and she was teaching my yoga teacher training and she was like did you know that it's not actual fact that if you bend your knees to pick up a heavy box that it won't hurt you and I was like what but that's like I had to write that in my like HSC like in workplace health and safety I had to like write like you have to bend down and bend your knees like you can't actually bend over with your back and she was like Actually, it's not scientifically true because if you have a stronger back, then you have stronger legs. You should be picking it up with your back. I was like, what? Just because we hear things enough time makes it true in our mind, but doesn't mean it's true in reality. And this is what spirituality is all about. It's about learning to be open to things we don't deem to be true. It's learning to be curious. Because I know me five years ago would never, ever have taken a substance.
1: I wouldn't have. It was too against my good girl syndrome. I grew up with a father who has substance abuse. Why would I do that? That to me looked like self-hurt. I never,
0: ever thought there could be a substance on this planet that could help me heal. Isn't that ironic? But how many of us are taking subsisters made by man, but not made from nature? And yes, my trip was incredibly hard to witness my life in a year if I decide to stay here. To stay stagnant. To stay who I'm hiding and running from. If I choose to not see my ego in its full identity. And yes, every single day I'm still learning more and more about shadow work. And this is mostly about all I've spoken about is shadow work in this conversation. It takes up 95% of this platform. Shadow work is the art of seeing behind the ego. Shadow work is seeing yourself sabotaging patterns and not seeing them, but actually knowing how to deal with them. It's not a quick fix solution, but there are a lot of solutions in this lifetime. So many solutions. And a lot of them aren't spoken about. Like, I'm just going to bring this into perspective. I actually went to talk therapy for a really long period of time. And I'm not saying talk therapy is bad. And I'm not saying, like, just listen to me. Just listen to me because I've been through the rigmarole, right? But this book... The Body Keeps the Score talks about how to heal PTSD. And as someone who went to continuous talk therapy for 2 years, the only conclusion I got from that those sessions in talk therapy was the only way to heal was through talk therapy. Cognitive behavioral therapy.
1: I think that's what it's called. Could be wrong. And when I started to read The Body Keeps the Score, I
0: found so many different modalities of healing but because someone with a piece of paper told me that was the way that was the way and the
1: modalities in this book healed me much faster than anything else and I'm still working on it like like I don't have an answer for if I'm ever
0: gonna be fully healed because I'm never gonna be the version that I was and I don't ever want to be her she was a people-pleasing person she couldn't hold the truth she couldn't sit with herself she couldn't honor herself in her emotions she couldn't even tell you that there is a way to feel multiple emotions at once you can hold happy and sad you can hold angry and content You can hold so much inside of your human body at one time, but we constantly only articulate the one thing that's at the front of our mind. And this is why somatic work, and personally, in my belief, psychedelic work, can be so life-changing. Because it gives us a different perspective and it shows us behind the ego just like shadow work. It shows us what we don't think we're ready to see, but we are. Because our consciousness always only wants to give us things in little pieces. You don't need to see that. That breaks your identity. You're a good person. That means you don't ever clock every time you're bad. Like how many times do you think, oh, I'm actually a good person, but you cut someone off in traffic and you smile about it. Or like you think you're a good person, but then you go and steal something. Or you think you're a good person and you're like, but I do this. Or it's like, I don't lie but you actually never tell the truth about how you feel. Like, baby, yes, that's duality, but we have to really see ourselves. Like, we're not simple beings. We're actually highly complicated and multifaceted. So I hope this conversation helped to open the mind a little. And I want to thank you for helping me hold space for myself because this podcast is a place for me to talk about me. And I'm sure in 12 months, when I look back at Monday, I'd love to know what the date is. I'm going to pull up a calendar. On Monday, the 29th of June, it will be a day that fully changed my life. Yes, it was a full day where I self-destructed and I couldn't hold myself in that. And I'm so proud of how I did hold myself because I know five years ago, the Gabs who would have gone through the exact same experience and had gone through this exact same experience would have dissociated. She would have watched TV all day, ate food. She would have just completely numbed herself out to the point of everything is going to be okay. It's fine. Just have a snack and watch some TV. It's all going to be divine very subconsciously. And it shows the level of awareness that has grown. Like I knew I wasn't okay. I knew having people around me, they were just going to tell me that, oh, it's all going to be okay. It's all going to get better. And that wasn't the level. Like I don't need to be comforted. I know things are going to get better. I just sometimes don't know how to deal with them. And we live in a very people-pleasing world where it's like, oh, you're in pain. Let me soothe you. But I don't need to be soothed because I know I can hold... The pain of it all, right? I know I can hold the discomfort. And that's a really big question for you. I want to leave you at the end of this podcast. Can you hold it all? Or are you actually actively ready to learn? Are you just so sick of your own cycles of being in that dissociated, in that foggy part of your life? Are you sick of being
1: like out of control? Because these are all patterns, right?
0: If you're stuck in a self-sabotaging loop, it's because you can't see the other side of it. And it takes a long time to actively learn to do the work to be able to see it. And it's not hard. It just takes time because it's learning a new skill. Just like I said before, like a runner has to train. You have to train. We have to stop being instant gratification whores. That's a new word for me on this podcast, but we really are. We're like, I need it now. Like I just, I want to Google it and have the answer. So many people like I speak to in my line of work. Oh, I came for a reading. I wanted you to tell me how to heal. It's like, I actually like can't tell you all of that information in an hour session because I would be devaluing your journey. And I would be devaluing myself. Because if I went and delivered like the $30,000 worth of information I've had from coaches, healers, shamans, teachers, I would be expecting you to heal in an instant. And I personally know that's not possible. To understand, not that healing isn't instantaneous, because it is, because once you've seen the block, you can change it instantly. But I can't expect you to understand everything I've witnessed in an hour and if you're not comfortable to sit down for one minute and tell your brain no then you're not at the consciousness level to hold it all yet and that's fucking completely fine because we've all come here for our divine time and you can continue and i will continue and i'm not gonna like say i'm perfect because i'm not i'm not going to continue to live in the fear of my ego Like, I don't want you to either. Because every time we're in fear or confusion or a
1: fluster, our ego's got us. Like, you have to just figure out if you're happy to be in that
0: state of confusion and fluster and confusion. That's two confusions. But you get what I mean. Like, you actively have to decide if you want more for you. And if the answer is yes magic you became your own god your own creator you go find the people and the teachers to go teach you no one can heal you people can only give you the information you need to move forward now please i'm going to repeat that people can't heal you they can only give you the information you need to heal so if you go to a reiki session looking for healing you will learn
1: something and then you need to apply that something right? So I hope you took a bit away from this chat.
0: My Instagram is always open to messages about my story, about my healing, about my journey, about what I teach. I have shadow released my shadow work course starting in July of July 17th next month. I've lost my words in my passion. (laughs) And I have lots of things
1: happening behind the scenes. If you want to work with me, reach out. I have space. If you have questions and you feel stuck, reach out. But remember that discerning how much you desire to be content, to
0: be peaceful, to be happy, to be free is you because what i've realized this year and i am in my sat return right now and i'm just about to hit my peak date of my Saturn return is i can spend the rest of my life looking for money or i can spend the rest of my life looking for myself and it seems true to me that each time that i choose to find myself money arrives Because when we're in alignment with our life purpose, no matter if it's internal or
1: external, it flows. So I'm going to leave you with that. So I hope you have a good week. Thank you for joining me with this podcast. And until next week, stay intuitive.